The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. This is exactly, this is called, guess what? The Tables of Turf. It doesn't matter because I, I don't give a shit. You know, if, you don't, if you don't believe it, I don't care because I do. But if you if you want to debate about it. Because we give these people the right to rule when they rule us right, okay? And they're not ruling us right right now. What we are seeing is full on fucking psyop. Maximum freedom, maximum freedom of speech, maximum freedom of lifestyle, maximum freedom of choice. I have a simple philosophy on life. Do what you like so long as you don't impose it on anyone else. That's liberalism. But that's not what we've got. Progressivism is not liberalism. It's totalitarianism hidden behind the, the fake liberal... Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast with your host, myself, Mark Palmer. Hi, welcome. Today I have my guest co-host, a good buddy of mine, Matt. What's your middle name, Matt? Paul. Matt Matt Paul. Paul. Mark Palmer and Matt Paul. Wow, look at that. The two Pauls. Dude, no wonder why we're best friends. We basically have the same name. Mark, Matt, not very different, just by two, two, two letters. Paul Palmer, practically the same name. Look at that. Pretty it, much, yeah. It was fate. Well, thanks for joining us. You might have heard me before on the Tinfoil Hat podcast or on the We the People radio podcast, but we are here for our first episode of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. A podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. And what, they don't want to listen to you? No, they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear it. They're just like, oh, here we go, Mark. <laughs> Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know... And that's the thing about, about podcasts is, is when you're, um, 
when you're on the air, which we are right now, we're live. I lied to you about the recording thing. We're live. Oh, now. nice. Yeah. That's nice. So, um, but yeah, it's like therapy, you know, if I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. And you'll just tell your whole podcast. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Oh, today we were talking about um, JFK. John F. Kennedy. Yes. And the reason why we're talking about that on the first episode of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy is because that's pretty much the most widely accepted conspiracy theory, and I'm sure everyone knows this already, and if you don't, welcome to the party. The term conspiracy theory originates from the JFK assassination. It wasn't until JFK was assassinated that the media cooked up this phrase and used it, weaponized it, some would say, to stamp and stomp out any alternative explanations for what the media crap crackpots cooked up in their little oven of lies. <laughs> so here we are today trying to give you the facts and the information so when you are in a conversation with your family members, you don't look like a damn goofball fool like I always do. <laughs> Anyways, so as you might know, JFK was assassinated. Matt, what day was he assassinated? Do we have that? JFK, that was November 22nd, 1963. And they even break it down to the approximate time. Apparently it was about 12.30 p.m. Well, they have the time because there was a crowd gathered to watch him get shot, Matt. It was a public event. But, uh... Yeah, it was a public event that many witnessed. Some would say many witnessed down the sights on the barrel of a gun, even. Because what I've heard, and you'll get all the references at the end of the podcast, all the sources, <clears throat> what I've learned is that there was up to 10 people, maybe more, who had a gun aimed at JFK as he drove through that plaza there in Dallas, Texas, on that day. You said November 22nd? Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny, and that's not even a holiday. Right? I mean, that should, not yeah, that so it should second. be celebrated, but I, I can't remember that day ever, no one ever said like, oh, today was the day JFK was assassinated. That's true. You I know? I think I ever heard that. But we have President's Day. We have President's Day for Lincoln. He was assassinated. We have President's Day for Washington. So, hey, maybe we'll start that. Now, I also did hear when I talked to, like, grandparents and parents and, well, you know, people of older generations. I've heard that he actually, he was a good president. Now, I don't, I'm not big into presidents. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really, uh. What really Matt's trying to say is he doesn't really have his finger on the pulse of politics. Yeah, exactly. That's a better way to put it. But when I was told this, I actually did look up JFK, and that's when I realized that maybe this whole thing could be, uh, the conspiracy theory could actually be true, because... Well, indubitably, the reason why we're starting episode one with JFK is because the conspiracy theory is in fact true. Um... 
at the end of this podcast, like I mentioned, you're going to get all the links. I'm going to tell you all the podcasts that you can go to because this is just going to be a short one. A quick, you know, run and gun, hit it and quit it style podcast <laughs> so you can get all the facts um, from all the experts. But basically, JFK was a good president, Matt. You bring up a great point. He was actually the first Catholic president that we ever had in this country, um, which was kind of different because every president before had been a Protestant Christian, which is like the majority of uh, of Christians in the country are Protestant, I believe. And um, so Catholic was more like an East Coast type thing, and that's where JFK's from. But... Um, his family was very well connected. Joe Kennedy was a very powerful man. He did a lot of things. And some would say that the reason why John F. Kennedy died was more because John F. Kennedy was a pawn or a tool that Joe Kennedy, his father, used for his own political gain and his own political turmoil that he was in. So he just basically used them? Not yeah. use them. I mean, he created a dynasty. He was wealthy yeah. and he had power and they were in government. They owned businesses and his sons were all influential people. They all grew up to be influential people and many of them died, as it's known, the Kennedy curse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much established at this point that Harvey Lee Oswald was not the one who shot JFK. Um, I actually learned from a book called David Ferry, Mafia Plot Pilot, Participant in Anti-Castro Bioweapon, Friend of Lee Harvey Oswald, and the Key to the JFK Assassination by Judith Ferry Baker, a very excellent book that everybody should pick up, and at the very least, maybe go to the Higher Side Chats podcast and listen to his interview with her, because they do a great job of breaking down how Lee Harvey Oswald was actually a patriot. He grew up loving America, loving his country, and his goal was to become a spy and spy on the Russians. So he learned how to speak Russian, he read the communists' Karl Marx books, he tried to assimilate himself to Russian culture so he would be the best spy possible, and he did several things for the U.S. government in regards to espionage, and some would say because of his role in espionage that he was informed about the JFK assassination, planned on warning the president of this happening, and that's why he was used as the patsy or the scapegoat. That's also why Jack Ruby assassinated Lee Harvey Oswald before Lee Harvey Oswald could testify in court. So most people, our parents, people we know, Matt and I, would agree that JFK was assassinated, maybe even by our own government. I mean, anybody who finds out the truth about Lee Harvey Oswald, that he was assassinated by Jack Ruby alone, that's fishy, right? What do you think, Matt? Uh, who is that? Jack Ruby? Yeah. So Jack Ruby was connected not only to the Mafia. The Mafia was had a very strong presence, presence in Dallas and New Orleans at the time, which is where a lot of this activity with Lee Harvey Oswald took place. Lee Harvey Oswald happened to be from Louisiana. So Jack Ruby was a guy who was lo- involved with local crime. 
He was involved with players that were also involved with the oil industry, an industry that John F. Kennedy had become enemies with. So there are many reasons why the local criminals and corrupt politicians had a bone to pick with JFK locally, and that's why Dallas played the uh, stage for the assassination. And Jack Ruby was the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald day, like the day of JFK's assassination or the day later. I'm not sure exactly. Hmm. Okay. So, what do you think if someone told you Lee Harvey Oswald did it and then you found out Jack Ruby killed him the next day? Would you say Jack Ruby was a patriot who was just so angry that he had to shoot the guy who shot the president? Or would you think that Jack Ruby was in on something larger? Yeah, I would think that he was probably trying to trying cover, to something, cover up. something or hide something. Because why would, why, why, what was the motive? Why would you, why would he assassinate um, Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah, when he could have been. When he could have just been like, oh... Executed by the court. If he went to trial, if he truly did assassinate the president, then he would have got the death, death penalty. Yeah. So why would Jack Ruby take the power of the court into his own hands? Because Jack Ruby was covering up for the real people who killed JFK. So, <clears throat> I don't know if, uh, if that sheds light, but... Another key inf piece of information is that there was multiple people that shot at JFK. The Zapruder film that filmed the JFK assassination was allegedly filmed by someone who had ties to secret intelligence groups. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand why people would believe that Lee Harvey Oswald with a bolt-action rifle shot three rounds and most people that know what a bolt action rifle is you're you know you're not shooting a round consecutively after another round you need a couple seconds to pull the barrel back at least yeah and exactly and jfk where was he shot in the back in the head said the back of the neck the right wrist i think was he got shot in like the arm the back of the the back and then the the head i think at least in the video i saw it looked like his the top of his head blew off but um but yeah you were reading that the uh the shot was to the back of the neck and that was something that the uh, a man that um was trying to cover things up so that the warren commission can pull through with their theory that it was a lone gunman what was that the coroner i assume yeah. Someone who examined the body and said that the bullet had went through Kennedy's neck rather than his back, which would give credence to their false theory that it was a, a lone gunman. Well, and the magical path of that bullet, they had said. This is literally what they said. Uh, the magical path of that single bullet was able to pass through uh, the one that went through Kennedy's neck, the back of his neck. They said that... Um, that went through Kennedy's neck before going through Connolly's back, ribs, right wrist, and left leg. I don't know about you, but the only bullet I think that could really do something like that would be like an anti-tank round or something, like a fifty caliber. 
sniper rifle that could go through someone's body in all those and places. Structure and, and all that. And, and it would have to be a magic bullet, some would say, to have to take that path. Yeah. Yeah. So it defies physics, their explanation, the official explanation, the official reports. And there's way more tons of evidence that shows that the Warren Commission was corrupt and clearly JFK and you said Donnelly? Is that it? Someone who got shot? Con- Connolly. Connolly got shot yeah. as well. He was in the vehicle. Yes. Yep. So I can imagine that was probably some unwitting Secret Service agent who probably would have protected the president if he had knew something was going on and he right. just got shot too in the crossfire, you know? Yeah. Just uh, who knows, but... Yeah, according to Jack Halloran um, on episode 19 of the Tinfoil Hat podcast, um, he talks about there being multiple shooters up to 10, like I said earlier, and um, one even down below in the sewer, pointing up through the sewer grate at JFK. As he made the maneuver, the unadvised maneuver, his, uh, I think... The guy in the uh, car ahead of JFK had taken the wrong turn down a road that they weren't supposed to go down, I think. I could be wrong about that, but that's why at the end of the podcast, we'll have all the The info for you. All the links, all the info you need. Because this is just a short, quick podcast to let you guys know, you know, in the future, our podcast might be a little longer, but we're going to wrap it up right now. Um, thank you for joining us on the first episode of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Talked a little bit about JFK. Um, we yeah, add this little bit in if you want me to read this. Yeah, please. One more thing. Go for it. Um, so apparently, after you know the whole thing with Lee Harvey Oswald basically becoming the famed assassin... To be able to, and marksman, to be able to shoot that far at a moving target and somehow hit other people. Yeah. You know? Um, they they have always been disputing uh, the allegation that he acted alone. And that was basically what I was just saying about him being an incredible marksman and how, how he was so accurate that he hit a moving target at a considerable distance with a bolt-action rifle ridiculous they're defying physics they want you to think believe in magic bullets well I, yeah i just don't understand they want you to the saddest part a like-minded they, person would believe that no it's ridiculous and i'm not i don't like i said i don't i don't know too much information about uh conspe- a lot of conspiracy theories but i mean this one literally if someone said this to me and showed me like maybe some articles or like links like we're gonna give the people I probably would just believe this right off the bat because it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me how that one man can do all that. Anybody with a, a ounce of critical thinking, single grain of critical thinking for that matter, can deduce that what the official Warren report says about JFK was bullshit. And now, 50, 60 years later, the government acknowledges that in some regard. So, yeah, we're going to leave it there, folks, but... Yeah, the saddest part was that Lee Harvey Oswald was possibly, you know, a great patriot and uh, very well probably was an American hero. Sadly, he's been cast as uh, one of America's greatest villains. But do the research yourself so your family doesn't think you're crazy. I've been your host, Mark, 
and uh, stay tuned after this, after I'm going to throw in some more. Um, anyways, Matt, have any closing words for us? Yeah, um, I, I think this has been pretty insightful. I've definitely learned more by just talking about this with you and being on your podcast here. Yeah, Matt, you know, he's not really a conspiracy buff like me, but that's why I want him to be on the podcast. He's going to be And most a... of the conspiracy theories I do know is because of Mark. They're just telling me every time we hang out or <laughs> just talking about stuff throughout the probably 14 years that I've known him. Well, my you know, family thinks I'm crazy, me. but clearly my friends don't. No, I mean, I've always just thought about the things he said. Maybe I didn't 100% believe what you would tell me, but I would still take what you would say and think about it myself, you know? Well, that's the thing, man. It's like, that's why I appreciate you being my buddy, because you always have an open mind to this stuff, and uh, that's another reason why I named the podcast this, and that's what the direction we're going to go in, because I think a lot of people would benefit from having these kind of relationships with their family and um having these conversations with their family and the best way to get started with that is to bone up on all the evidence so that if the topic ever does come up naturally you have you know real things you can cite and sources you can cite and and explain to someone who will then join us on this uh this great truth movement so uh Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for those extra links and uh, bonus information that I'm going to add towards the end. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a couple different people joining us on this podcast. Matt's going to be one of them. So uh, stay tuned for more. Take it easy. And um, thanks for listening to My Family Thinks I'm Crazy with your host, Mark Palmer. There was George DeMornschild, and he was a, I found a friend of... George H.W. Bush dating all the way back to the 1930s uh, when George H.W. Bush was a young, very young fellow, and that George DeMorenshield also was a very, very close friend of the man who, we are told, shot and killed John F. Kennedy, and that was Lee Harvey Oswald. And when I saw that uh, George H.W. Bush was, that it is documented that he was a longtime associate and friend of Lee Harvey Oswald's best friend, and that Bush went on to become the director of the CIA, and he has never uttered a word about any of this. I said, well, to begin with, I mean, that's obviously a sort of malpractice of a person in intelligence work, because what could be more important in intelligence work than preventing the President of the United States from being assassinated or figuring out who had done it? And so the fact that he was one step removed from the killer of the president and never saw fit to look into that or talk about that, that in itself, of course, is just an incredible... David Ferry's house. Now, dig this. Lee Oswald meets Judy, and within 24 hours, he has introduced Judy to David Ferry. Hmm. In another 24 hours, Mary Sherman shows up at a party at David Ferry's house, right? I mean, it, this stuff is not coincidental. <laughs> right. it, it, this is people with a game plan, and they're pulling the...
politician explaining why Oswald couldn't have done this. It was the CIA. The owners of the country, Sam, saw this, shit their pants on television and said, I hold it. We can't have this kind of truth on television anymore. And immediately the Fairness Doctrine and Equal Time were scuttled, never to be heard again. to save Kennedy, which is why they had to shoot him only 47 hours after he was arrested. They shot him. They put Lee Oswald in the ground the next day, the same day as Kennedy, by the way. They put him in the ground the next day, made him look like, and they blocked it off. Nobody could come. It made Lee look like he had no friends whatsoever, because only his mother and his wife and baby and his brother, three people, were allowed. They they had no pallbearers allowed in, nothing. He was not, Lee Oswald was not even allowed to have a chapel service. All right. Thank you for sticking with us here for the second part of our short first podcast of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. This is the part where I give you some other podcasts to listen to in the future. I'll probably have some books lined up right now and we have one or two, but, um, as far as podcasts go, you know, that's, that's the beauty of these things is like, you, you can't listen to enough podcasts, especially once you get that fire under your ass and you start finding something that you're interested in and you go down that rabbit hole, so to speak. So without further ado, I'm going to give you a couple episodes from four of my favorite podcasts and, um, Hopefully you'll take this list, maybe write it down, maybe not, maybe just one of these episodes will resonate with you and you'll go check it out, you'll come back, but either way I hope this list helps you and um, helps you research the topic of JFK more thoroughly so that way when when you are in a situation where your family is talking to you and something like this comes up. You're informed and ready to hit them with some truth bombs, as my friend Sam Tripoli likes to say. So, without further ado, adieu. The Grimerica Show, episode number 96. It's a great episode with uh, Judith Very Baker. Then we have From the Higher Side Chats episode. On 11-22-2017, Greg Carlwood, he doesn't do the numbers thing, so you're better off just searching the uh, guest's name, which in this case is 
Michael Joseph, spelled Michael, traditional, Joseph, traditional, shouldn't be too hard to figure out, um, then we have episode 625, 2016, Judith Very Baker, again, another, uh, great episode, yes, same person as the Grand America show, but, uh, it's definitely worth listening to twice, um, Both shows have a different flavor, and Greg manages to get some different information than the boys at Gramerica did. So that's uh, Judith, J-U-D-Y-T-H, very V-A-R-Y, Baker. Um, Then we have Russ Baker. I don't know if they're related. Um, 6-14-2016, Russ Baker goes into George Bush and uh, his connections some of which lead to uh, JFK and his role in the assassination of JFK. And then last but not least for the higher side chats, we have Ed Haslam, H-A-S-L-A-M. And that episode's on uh, 4-23-2016. And the date's just so you can be sure. Um, I'm sure in like Michael Joseph or Russ Baker's case, they were on multiple times, so... Just wanted to be specific about which episodes involve JFK. Then moving on over to Tinfoil Hat, the podcast that is near and dear to my heart. Um, So we have episode 21 with uh, Jack O'Halloran. And then we have episode 265 with John Barber. Those are two really good episodes. Sam is a really funny guy, so... Maybe split those two episodes within maybe some of the more serious episodes just to kind (laughs) of keep things cool. Um, Nothing wrong with a little levity. And then last but not least, The Ripple Effect. What a great podcast. I do not listen to that podcast enough, but I always like when Ricky is on Tinfoil Hat. And I liked his appearance on the Higher Side Chats. But anyway, so for the Ripple Effect, you can find information about JFK in... This is a long one, folks. Episode number 55, episode 87, 93, 94, 154, 167, 170, and episode 208. No, we're not playing bingo. These are all episodes you should write down. And, uh, yeah, go check out these episodes, uh, get more informed about JFK, as far as books goes, Judith Ferry Baker again, um, she wrote the book David Ferry, Mafia Pilot, Participant in Anti-Castro Whistleblower, or, sorry, Anti-Castro Bioweapons Plot, eh, whatever, I said it before, <laughs> you'll hear about it in those episodes, So yeah, that's kind of the point of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Uh, Matt's not here right now, but uh, I plan on having different guest co-hosts. And um, once we get a bigger following, our episodes will definitely get bigger. Uh, I think for now we'll do half an hour episodes and keep it short and sweet and to the point. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Go uh, do your own research and uh, have a... Have a wonderful time doing it. All right, take it easy.
Our world is run by a confusing array of interlocking three-letter agencies, fraternal brotherhoods, military contractors, intelligence operations, globalist think tanks, private security firms, and secret societies, because we see their fingerprints on damn near all the major moves made on the global chessboard. Oh, please. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm, I'm a savage. I give it to you how it is. No, humans don't communicate anymore. Or they, they jibber and jabber about stuff that doesn't matter. And then they send a text message. They never communicate with anybody about anything of substance. It's spiritual death. This isn't going on. Show me. Yeah. Show me how this is innocent. Debunk my. Bill just showed me a shark. Oh, there's nothing cool about World War II. And there were no good guys. Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.